another week of greatest hits and another classic album. And choosing tracks from the album, which we'll tell you what it is in a moment, is my guest, Dillis Sowery. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to have you here. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get you on the show. I feel that I've neglected my duty in getting you down from the, 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 the north. Yeah, it's a very long way. It, yep. is. it is. But isn't it funny? The longer people spend on the Isle of Man, and certainly some of the older folk that I know who've lived here all their lives, they still think of it as quite a way away. Well, they do. But then I have to go quite a long distance to work every day. People think it's crazy that I go from the north to the south every day, but it's beautiful. And back. You don't even stay overnight. I don't stay overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming anyway. Look, let's talk about your music before we talk about the classic album. Well, when did you start playing or singing? Were you a, a little girl when it all started? Uh, Yes, I was a little girl. I was eight years old when I started to play the guitar and uh, probably around the same time that I started to play the piano. Um, My dad was a well-known singer, Norman Cacken on the Isle of Man, and he thought it would be a marvellous thing if his daughters, who showed signs and promise as singers, could accompany themselves so they wouldn't be reliant upon piano accompanists. Ah, so that's how it happened. Yeah. But presumably, you liked it. Very few youngsters stay with it because you're still playing. And we'll talk about your your music now uh, later in the week. But you must have enjoyed it. Yes, I did enjoy it. Um, the very first time that I sang, I was with my dad and my sister, and we were at Sandgate Chapel, and we were singing. I think it was Amazing Grace, something like that, together. Yeah. And then we got so many compliments at the end. Um, my head was so big, it could hardly get me out through the door, my dad said. And you liked that, that yes. feeling. It was well, a good feeling. Yeah, I think, you know, you go back to school plays and school concerts when the audience appreciate it, you feel good. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah, yeah. certainly at Andrea's school, we did a lot of singing as well. And now, at the grammar school too, I did. Now, I, I've recorded you, this is a few years ago now, I've recorded you with Marlene Hendy. So that duo, has been, that's still going? Yep, yeah, very much, yes. And that's been part of your life for quite a while. I think it's about 27 years. I Gosh, think. is it? We, yeah, we first sang in the Guild in 1992. And um, it's a well-known story to those people who know us. But um, I'd heard Marlene sing somewhere and thought her voice was just wonderful. And um, I met her in, it was kind of a greasy spoon cafe in Douglas. And I approached her looking rather wild, she thought. I think I had, uh, not not cross, I didn't mean cross. Or or wild like an ape or anything like that. I just mean that I had um, uh, kind of long hair and everything. And and, uh, she thought, ooh, who's this uh, woman coming towards me? But then I, I just said to her, I heard you sing somewhere. And I think our voices would go well together. I think it would be a good thing if we could maybe sing a duet in the Guild. So that's how we started. Brilliant. The Bohemian meets Marlene. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Now, you've chosen a Joni Mitchell album, which is so special for me as well. I absolutely adore it. Tell us the title of the album you chose. Um, the album is called Blue. Mm, beautiful. beautiful. When did you first hear it? When it came out? No, because at that time I was only eight years old. I, oh, I forgot you're or, so young. Hang on oh, a minute. Was I, it 73 or was it 1970? I can't remember. I, well, I think I was about eight. It came out in 71. 70, oh, right. I was six then. And at that time, I was thinking about this last night and I thought at that time I was really into another singer who wasn't quite as cool. And, that, and his name was Val Dunican. And, um, Nothing wrong with Val. <laughs> I love a cardigan. Apart from his jumpers. No, I like a cardi. <laughs> 
So, um, yes, I loved Val Duncan's songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when did you get into this album? Right. Well, that was around uh, 1992 as well, the year that I met Marlene. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it wasn't to do with Marlene. Um, I was away seeing my cousin, John Water, and he's an accomplished guitarist. And he introduced me to the song Big Yellow Taxi, which I hadn't even heard before. And he said, well, you'd be really good to sing this. So he taught me how to play it and sing it and everything. And then he sent me um, two of Joni's CDs, Court and Spark and Blue. So yeah. I got into them then. Well, I'm glad you did, because it's, <laughs> it's a fabulous excuse to play some tracks from it. Which one are we going to start with? Right, the song that we're going to start with is My Old Man. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just love this song. I love the lyrics. I love the, the way that Joni's voice moves up and down, the cadences, the flow of her voice. It's very lyrical. And um, I think the words are quite indicative of, of that time uh, because she, I remember she says in it, um, the frying pan's too wide. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, you'd probably have to say grill now or something <laughs> a bit healthier than that. But. Yeah. I'm never really sure which old man she's talking about in this because there were a lot of boyfriends and <laughs> yes. gentlemen in her life. It was quite a troubled time as well for her. So yeah, do we was. know who this is about? Well, apparently it was Graham Nash. Okay, that makes previously sense. in The yeah. Hollies and then yeah. in Crosby, Stills and Nash. Okay. Yeah. My Old Man, first track from Joni Mitchell's Blue.
hits on Manx Radio and what a classic album we have for you this week. I'm delighted that it's come round. Joni Mitchell's Blue. Fabulous album chosen for us by Dillis Sowry, who's my guest. Hello. And thank you. Thank you for choosing such a, an amazing album. See, you're so young. When we talked yesterday, <laughs> I, I forget that it's been part of my life for about 20 years, more than you. So it's, it's ridiculous. But did it did it really resonate from the moment you heard it? Yes, it, it really did. I, I feel that, um, you know, people can relate to Joni Mitchell, women in particular. You feel as if you're curled up intimately on the couch with her, sharing her innermost thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I must be very well in touch with my feminine side because it does exactly <laughs> the same for me. And not a duff track on the album. So, no, you know, it I just, love them all. It just, for me... It's along the lines of Carol King's tapestry in its completeness. Yes. I don't know if you. I love Carol King yeah. as well. I couldn't tell you the individual tracks of tapestry, but because I. Because when I heard that, I, I just wanted to play it again and again and again. Yeah. So Joni Mitchell, open tunings. Now we mentioned yesterday you're you're a musician and you play the guitar and you, you mm-hmm. sing and you've entertained thousands of people on the Isle of Man all over the place as well. Do you ever experiment with her open tunings? Um, I haven't particularly experimented with her open tunings, but I've experimented with Kate Rusby's um, open tunings. And I believe that um, Joni Mitchell's open tunings came about as a result of her having had polio when she was a child and having to accommodate um, quite a weak left hand. No, I never knew that. Gosh, because mm. I know later in her career she got very jazzy. And there's some amazing albums with people like Jaco Pastorius on bass and some sensational people playing with her later on. Even, you know, her boyfriends, shall we say, um, Jackson Brown was a boyfriend, I believe, Leonard Cohen. So they were all influenced by her and, and she by then. Now let's go back to your music. You've got something coming on at the moment, which is a sort of an embryonic musical. Is that right? Well, kind of. It's kind of a musical. Um, if anyone has seen the Ballads of Child Migration, which I had the pleasure to go and see last November, um, it's a little similar to that, where I'm hoping to have some uh, musicians on the stage, a narrator, some film footage, archive film footage, um, some original pieces of writing, and it's all to do with my family. Um, so my mother's on my mother's side, because my great-grandfather was the lighthouse keeper at the Point of Air Lighthouse, uh, in 1921 and then um, he, his daughter who was my grandma was teaching at the time in Stranra and he didn't like the idea of leaving a young lady in Stranra on her own so he virtually made her 
come over to the <laughs> island to join the rest of the family. And then when she came over here, she became teacher at Bride School and she met my granddad, Alfred Skinner, who'd served in the Highland Regiment in World War One, And then they became farmers in Bride. And so when she became a farmer's wife, she had to give up teaching, uh, which seems rather sad to me because mm. I'm a teacher now and I wouldn't like to have to give it up. Um, so they lived in a farm down in Bride, at Ballafell in Bride, Cranstall. And there were very many characters around at the time. And because our family have a gift of mimicry, I am um, quite familiar with those characters, almost as if I knew them myself. So I thought I would just write down, particularly after my mother died in 2015, I would write down all the memories and, and um, little stories and try and make a little kind of a musical out of them. And hopefully we're going to hear some of this in a couple of weeks with Sarah Hendy. Yes, I'm doing a little show with Sarah. Uh, she's very kindly asked me to go to the Manx Museum, the Eye Museum with her. And we're going to do some research into some of the characters. For instance, we might find out a bit more about what my great-grandfather did at the Point of Air Lighthouse. Um, we might find out whether there was a bit of a connection there with a, a renowned Manx family. Because mm. um, I've been talking to Charles Gard about that, so that, that might happen. And also, I want to find out a bit more about my grandma and her teaching. There's something quite interesting there as well. Yeah, being a teacher, as you yes, say. Yes, because yeah. I'm a teacher. Well, good luck with that. We'll, we'll, we'll monitor that. We'll keep our eyes on that for okay. that show. Coming up with Sarah Hendy and the Not Do This in Future. Yeah. Second track from the album Blue. What's it going to be tonight? Well, it's going to be Carey. Okay. And um, I love playing it myself, personally, on the guitar. I don't play it as well as Joni Mitchell. But um, I do love to play it. And I quite often play it at parties. It's quite a lively tune. And I believe it is about um, a specific man called Carey who captured Joni's attention when she was on a hippie commune in Matala in Crete. And he had flaming red hair. And uh, Joni always said that she had difficulty remembering names, but she remembered his because she just thought of Carrot. So Cara Carey. <laughs> and uh, it talks about the Mermaid Cafe and just sounds as if they're having the most wonderful time. Makes me wish I could be there with them. The wind is in from Africa Last night I couldn't sleep Oh, you know it sure is hard to leave here, Carrie But it's really not my home My fingernails are filthy I've got beach tar on my feet And I miss my clean white linen And my fancy French cologne Oh, Carrie, get out your These friends of mine Let's have another round For the bright red devil Who keeps me in this tourist town Come on, Carrie Get out your Carrie, get out your I'll put on some silk I'll go to Amsterdam Or maybe I'll go to Rome 
hits on Manx Radio. Time for another track from our featured classic album chosen for us this week by my special guest, Dillis Sari. Good evening and thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming along. It's a cracking album. We'll talk about that in a moment. I want to explore your going to concerts because you, you talked about the fact you grew up on the Isle of Man. Yes. And people came here a lot more, uh, certainly some years ago, Yes. When you were of an age, a lot more bands, I think, used to come through the Isle of Man, especially in the summer. So did you get to see loads and loads of bands here? Not really, because you might know my son, Ben. Yeah, of course. Yes. And, well, I got married very young and I had Ben young, so I didn't really go out much until ah. I was about, I don't know, 26 or something like that. And then you have to get babysitters and everything. But I've been to see a few since then. And I took Ben and Geraldine, my daughter, to a couple of music festivals away so that because I knew that when they got older they would love to go to them and I wanted to find out what they were like myself. What a so, good idea. Yeah. Which and ones it, did you go to? Do you know, we went to Tea in the Park and Ben had with him the Manx radio recording equipment which I was terrified that it was going to lose or something. <laughs> so he was only 15 at the time and he was working up at the station on a Saturday um, taking people's sports results off the phone and yes. put, putting them onto the show. So um, he was recording people and he had a backstage pass. He managed to secure that. And he managed to interview the Gallagher brothers, uh, Gary Newman, um, all sorts of bands that had so many swear words in their answers. It was constant beeps when he brought it back. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah. So we did that. But um, one of the best live performances I went to, and it's not really a band, it was a musical in the West End in the Noel Coward Theatre last year. And it was called Girl from the North Country, which featured Bob Dylan hits. And it was absolutely amazing. Everybody that took part in it had the most beautiful voices. And it was a small, intimate theatre. And I was sitting fairly near the front. And the music was played on the stage, um, kind of acoustically. And I just absolutely love that. If you can find that online, Girl from the North Country, it's well worth listening to. I will look that up. It's something that passed me by. I'm, 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 sh- I'm really appalled with myself. <laughs> well, not, I, no, but I will, I will, I will get some diligence mm. on this, and I will get some <laughs> some of that going. If you hadn't chosen Joni Mitchell, 
who else might you have considered for this? I considered Elvis Costello, ah. but then it would have been a bit crass because it would have had to be his greatest hits or something yeah. like that. I like Christine Collister, you know, the yes. local singer Christine Collister. I love her swooping melodies and I just Fabulous love her voice. voice. Wonderful voice. voice. Well, you've gone for Joni Mitchell and I'm delighted you have. Now, we're going to ignore the fact that it's not Christmas for this next track <laughs> because it does have a huge Christmassy feel to it. Talk us through it. Well, the song is called River. And basically, I think many people feel that it's Joni's worries and grieving for her lost daughter because she had a daughter when she was very young and felt unable to support her daughter because she wasn't really in full-time employment at the time. She was just a bit of a gigging folk musician. And so she had her daughter adopted. Um, but also, other people have said it may be that she was missing certain boyfriends or recovering from broken love affairs, because many of her songs seem to feature that kind of theme. But basically, she's saying it's Christmas time, everything's supposed to be perfect, the bells are ringing, everyone is enjoying themselves, but I just wish that I had a river that I could skate away on and just remove myself from all of this. Get away on I made my 
coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees, they're putting up reindeer, singing songs of joy and peace. I wish I had a river I could skate away River, just a beautiful track. Not just for Christmas, any time will do, from Joni Mitchell's album Blue. The featured classic album that was chosen by my guest Dillis Sari just a couple of weeks ago. And one thing we talked about was how open and honest she was. It was almost like at this album and in all the early stuff, she was opening up and saying, look, this is me, warts and all. So apparently... Um Chris Christopherson advised her to save something of herself as she was exposing her vulnerability. I like that quote. That was Chris Christopherson. Mm. But I know exactly what he meant because yeah. you, you felt, about, again, having sort of time on my side, having lived with this album for so long, there's nuances about her, her relationships, the way she was thinking yeah. and musically developing. And I think there's an, an honesty in her writing that is right up there. Yes, absolutely. And some people have described it almost as a religious experience, mm. listening to her music. Looking at other artists, do you find that you can see through them if they're not being honest? Uh, well, yes. I mean, sometimes you think to yourself, they're just singing about a broken heart, but really they've been happily married for 40 years or something, you know. Or, or they're, they're just singing about love and they've never actually experienced it. They may be using other people's ideas. It's certainly true when a very young artist is given a song to sing that is completely inappropriate. Oh, you mean you're thinking X Factor and things oh, like that? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm 16 and I want to sing about all the greatest times of my life. And I <laughs> yeah. want to sing about all the hearts. Of the... I did it my yes, way. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> no. You really didn't. So, so yeah, so there, there's a time and a place for an artist to get stuck into that. But if you're writing your material, then... You've got to draw from yourself, haven't you? Yes, I would say so. And you write, obviously. Well, I've just been writing recently for this little musical that mm. I'm, I'm trying to do about my my mum's life, and that's by, about personal experience. But sometimes I wonder if I should make it a little bit more general so that perhaps it appeals to more people. I don't know, really. Now, we mentioned the fact that you got married quite young, had Ben quite young, and yep. didn't see as many bands as you or artists as you would have liked. But you have, you did catch up on a few later. You made up for it on, yes. the, on the Isle of Man. You've seen, I did. Uh, well, I think it was only last year I saw Suzanne Vega. Wonderful artist. And I've always loved Suzanne Vega. And I think she has similarities to Joni Mitchell in that she can craft a story very well. I love the hat. Do you remember the hat she popped on for certain songs and took off oh, yes. for certain songs? It was yes. like a, <laughs> the most in, uh, intimate little prop. I'm going to put a hat on for this. Don't ask me why. Yes, that's, I, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that so, was here. Who else have you seen here? Well, I saw the great Tom Jones, oh, who really sounds exactly the same as he did 
in <gasps> the 1960s. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, what a boy. So everyone had a great dance to him. Yes, I don't think all. anything was thrown. Um, um, you well, know, then, I think it was. Oh, well, I, think oh, a couple, I think a couple of pairs of scanties might have made their way <laughs> under that. I think they did. Not by me. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I also Not mine either. <laughs> Not mine either. <laughs> I went to see Elton John here, oh, and yeah. he was amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, uh, I didn't have a seat. Which, you know, at my age, but never mind. No, I was dancing most of the yeah. time, so that was great. And uh, basically, I love to go and see local bands. So at the minute, I love the Fectones. Oh, yes. And I've always loved um, DCAC. Yes. Um, they're fabulous and uh, a little bit of rosy, I think. Yeah. Pretty similar, aren't they? Yeah. And of course, Caution Runners, because Ben was singing with Caution Runners. So I always love them as well. Well, keep supporting the local music. You heard it here. Yeah. If Dillis and I are doing it, you should do it. Yeah, it's, it's good for you. Let's wrap up our week of Joni Mitchell. And where are we going to go for the final track? Well, my final track is going to be A Case of You, mm. which has been um, compared to some of the greatest love songs. Basically, uh, she sings, she's a lonely painter. She lives in a box of paints. She's frightened by the devil and drawn to those who ain't. I know this song so well, and yet when we started going through songs together earlier, I thought, oh, isn't that one called Canada? Well, for obvious yeah, reasons. I had it in my head anyway. So. And James Taylor plays the guitar on it, nice. and I love James Taylor music. Yeah. I often play his music at home. So that's something that I didn't realise until I did a little bit of research. Well, Dillis, thank you for coming in. We look forward to hearing lots more about the musical, the family musical, and the stories of your family through the ages here on the Isle of Man with Sarah Hendy in the not-too-distant future. Good luck with that. Thank you very much. And thanks again for coming in. Thank you.
is touching souls Surely you touch my anchor Party you pours out of me In these lines from time to time of you, Joni Mitchell, from the album Blue, chosen for us by my very special guest, Dillis Sowery, who joined me a couple of weeks ago on this here program, Greatest Hits. There'll be more guests from the program in podcast form coming right here to isleofman.com, so keep checking back, and thank you for joining me. I'm Mark Tiley. This is Manx Radio, Greatest Hits, the Guests Podcasts. <laughs>